Listener Production. What today's hotter inflation means for rate hikes. And find out how the market performed over the month of May. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's Wednesday the 31st of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura, my friend, it is the last day of the month and in today's podcast, we've got a lot to cover. So uh, much. Didn't do too well today, but we'll do a few things. We'll look at how we did on Wednesday. We'll go back and look at May overall, some of the best and worst performers, why our market did what it did as well. But let's start with today. The Aussie share market had its worst performance in almost three months. We almost hit a two-month low as well in the process. Now, how did we do overall apart from that? So our market tumbled 1.6% today. In points terms, 118 points, Stevie. That's a lot. So we were down to 7,091 points. As Steve mentioned, it was the worst day in almost three months. If we look at sector performance, we saw most sectors declining. I mean, I wouldn't know if I call tech sector lifting. It was up by 0.01 of a percent. Mm-hmm. So not much, but it was the only one that looked a little bit green compared to the bloodbath of red that we saw. So we saw miners and energy stocks performing worst on the back of falling commodity prices. Coal stocks were hit the hardest. We saw Whitehaven Coal the worst performer today, but we also saw Yan Coal and New Hope Corporation falling as well. It's worth mentioning with the energy stocks, we saw the oil price fall below $70 a barrel last night on concerns there will be plenty of oil supply. So that dragged on the energy stocks as well today. Banks were led lower. All major banks were down around 2%. But we did have some progress on the debt ceiling overnight. So today it was voted that the Republican-controlled House of Representatives will advance on the bill to the floor to take a vote. So that will happen tonight and all eyes will be on what happens there. And it's worth mentioning, you you said that energy, mining stocks, financials, they were down about 2%. Unfortunately, those three sectors combined 55% of the market. So when they go in the same direction, it tends to weigh on the broader market. A couple of reasons for today's decline, certainly I reckon towards the top of the list is inflation, which was worse than expected. And secondly, we had updates on China's economy, our largest trading partner, which also disappointed. So not helpful for those mining and energy stocks. Inflation, this was, as we've been discussing, one of the final pieces of the puzzle when it comes to what might happen to interest rates next week. It was at 11.30 a.m. Sydney time. It showed that prices in Australia that we pay for stuff went from being up 6.3% over the month to March to 6.8% over year to April. So that was worse than the 6.4%, which most people in the market were expecting. So things like rents, played a part. They're obviously, you know, continuing to lift as there's a shortage of properties out there. And also holiday travel prices have continued to lift because people are still wanting to travel, even though, you know, things are getting a little difficult. So what this does, it increases the likelihood of a rate hike in coming months. Markets think there's probably around a 30% chance of a rate hike next Tuesday. So not looking good. But And um, this compares to just around 3% that we had on mm. Monday. Exactly. So that those odds have worsened, I guess, and makes it more likely we'll get potentially a rate hike. And that's one reason why we had over the course of the afternoon, the market going from being down about 0.8% to about 1.6% by the end of the session. 
Exactly right. And we heard from Silver Lake again today. I feel like this is a never-ending story. <laughs> so they're back with yet another sweetened offer worth $718 million for St. Barbara's assets in WA, saying they're ready to rapidly progress with the proposal. And the offer is at a significant premium to the offer from Genesis. So it's been a bit of radio silence from Genesis for the past couple of weeks regarding this offer. So they're both the companies competing to buy the same assets from St. Barbara. St. Barbara did say on numerous occasions they weren't, won't be engaging further with Silver Lake, but they seem to just keep coming back. It's like a person creeping into your DMs after you've left them on red and they just keep coming back and coming back and I, they're just not getting the memo. I can't relate, Laura, so <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Speak for yourself. But Paladin was another stock actually that received a lot of attention today. It rose 2.3%. We spoke about Paladin, the uranium miner, yesterday because it fell about 20% when there was all this speculation around in the paper suggesting that the Namibian government is considering nationalizing some of its mining assets and they'll do this by taking a small stake in the flagship mines. Well, today Paladin responded saying it's not aware of any of this at all and that it's on target to start producing in Namibia at the uranium mine early next year. So its shares have bounced back today. Life360 was back on our radar. They're a location and tracking app. So if you want to track your family and friends, Craig said he uses this one with his family's permission. So that's nice that they know about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So today they hosted their AGM with all positive outcomes. And this comes after two weeks ago, they handed down better than expected profit results. And they lifted on the back of that back then. Today they lifted again, they reiterated their positive results reaffirmed their earnings expectations and said they reached some financial goals ahead of plan due to price increases, better than expected subscriber numbers and cost efficiencies. So its shares lifted just 1% today. And we spoke about AI. We have in recent days, the, the craze seems to continue, especially overseas. Uh, NVIDIA, which makes chips that seem to be used to, to power applications like GPT, it became the first chip maker globally to hit a $1 trillion US dollar valuation. So it joins a very short list of companies like Microsoft and Apple to get over that $1 trillion mark. And that's mainly because a few days ago, it basically projected that its sales could hit about $11 billion in three months, the three months to July. That was about 50% more than what many on in Wall Street over in the United States were expecting. So that seems to have helped stocks like Appen, like Brainchip, which are involved in that AI space to an extent, and their shares have done very well. We also heard from another tech stock, Audio Pixels, which I flagged just yesterday, 20% higher today, 34% higher yesterday, came back online today after briefly going into a halt where basically a bit of a pause in trading. So the reason why it seemed to lift seemed to be off the back of an announcement from a director, Frederick Bart, who is the biggest shareholder in the company. He's added two and a half million dollars worth of shares in the company. So he owns about 20% of the group now, and that seems to be partly behind the improvements. And Bank of Queensland shares slumped after volunteering to address business issues under a legal agreement with the regulator. So we saw Bank of Queensland shares fall by 5.4% today. It was the second worst performer after Whitehaven Coal. And its shares hit close to a, a three-year low, so it hasn't been doing particularly well. I think it's time to look back at the month of May, which was horrendous really, wasn't it? It really <laughs> was. We were 3% lower for the month of May, but... We lifted last month, 
Not so good this month. Such an optimist. <laughs> 1.8% higher in April. Exactly. So we've fallen 3% in May. So unfortunately, exactly. we're back to where we were a couple of months ago. But Still up 1% for the year. good news, of year. course. We're up almost 1% this year. <laughs> and that's because so. of gains that we saw in January. So for this year so far, the five months, we've fallen for three of those months. Yes, exactly. So a lot has happened over the month. Plenty of drivers. It's hard to kind of blame it on one thing, but we had... Early in the month, Aussie banks warning of a difficult six to 12 months ahead. We had the Reserve Bank raising interest rates again, which wasn't particularly popular for, for homeowners in particular, the 11th rate hike that they've made in a year. Updates on China's economy have generally been disappointing. So that's been part of the reason why commodity prices have fallen. And then we had the debt ceiling issue in the US, which started to receive a whole lot of attention. Inflation today complicates things for rates because in the last couple of weeks, for the most part, there have been signs that the Aussie economy is slowing. So unemployment rose, wages are growing as anticipated, and spending is going backwards. What did you see across the different sectors and some of the stocks? Well, the best performer over the month was tech by far. They lifted by over 11%. And the worst was retailers. So we have been talking about retailers recently. They fell by around 6%. So that was the best and the worst sectors over the month. Exactly. And that retail space seemed to have a bit to do with a few things. One is number of retailers warned that their sales have slowed. Then we had the buy now, pay later regulation as well, not too long ago. And that's been very helpful, of course, for retail stocks for a number of years. And tighter regulation means sales could potentially slow there. If we look at some other sectors over the month, you mentioned tech, easily the best. There were some other winners, but really nowhere near what we saw from tech. Utilities, healthcare, energy, slightly higher, and the list of losers, much longer. So we mentioned retail, but financials were down about five, consumer staples down four and a half, and the miners, as we mentioned, China was down about four and a half percent. Any particular stocks that stood out over the month? Well, Life360, one mm-hmm. that I mentioned today, they were the best performer yep. by far. They lifted by around 35%. And if we look at the list, there's a lot of tech companies. There's some mining companies. We have Telix Pharmaceuticals. They were up, James Hardy, AGL. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but in there I'm seeing mostly tech stocks. Yep, tech stocks stood out. And for Life360, it was mainly because of that quarterly update a couple of weeks ago where it said things are doing much better than they thought. Lake, as you said, lithium stocks have generally done well because of all the mergers and acquisitions and uh, that are taking place in that space. So that's been very helpful. And as far as the losers go? Syrah Resources is by far the worst, down 25% over the month. Yeah. So resource stocks, gold, uranium, coal mainly were the worst. So seven of the 10 worst performers were all resource companies. And we had IDP Education, which we've been speaking about recently, it again, was on that list too. It was down about 20%. LaVisa was the second worst as La well Visa in the retail too. space. Yeah, exactly. So I think that sums up what we saw over the course of May. Let's look forward briefly at some of the main things to watch tonight. So tonight in the US, job openings and quits for the month of April. And that will be before getting job cuts tomorrow. And then the big one on Friday, which is non-farm payrolls. Yep. We also get a whole lot of inflation numbers in Europe, Germany, France and Italy in particular. So that will be out in the coming hours, which will be quite important. As we mentioned earlier, the debt ceiling. So we'll have the House of Congress voting. So all eyes will be on that tonight. The Federal Reserve's Beige Book, which is basically just a summary of economic conditions that will come out tonight as well. Yeah. And tomorrow we've got a few bits of economic data, but one that will receive a bit of attention in the media will be 
the latest on property prices in exactly. May, which is expected to show a bit of an increase in prices. That complicates things further for the Reserve Bank governor next week. It absolutely does. And we'll just get a little bit more colour on the manufacturing sector in China. So today was the government sector and tomorrow will be the private sector data. So we'll just add a bit more colour to what we've already seen today. Crazy to think we're at the end of yet another month. We're basically at the middle almost of 2023. Hasn't been a particularly good ride, but a new month tomorrow. Pinch and a punch? A brand new month. I'll make sure to give you a pinch and a punch in the morning, actually. Thanks so much. Shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll chat again tomorrow. See you tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.